Hello everyone. My name is Stephen Hoffman and I am a proud Luritja and Warra man who was born and raised on Larrakia country. I have strong ties to the Larrakia land and the Larrakia people. On behalf of the Back Row podcast, I want to acknowledge the true custodians of the land in which this podcast has been recorded on both the Rawadiri country in Nam and the Larrakia country in Garamilla. And I would like to pay my respects to both elders past, present and emerging, for they hold the memories, knowledge and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. the back row the podcast for australia's youth as always you are joined by teachers and facilitators amanda that's me and sky that's you that is me and this week we're going to be chatting all things feeding happiness to support building our resilience reducing stress and being more present in life you know just a little bit to cover here <laughs> love it it is time to dive in so wherever you're listening this is the back row one, two, three, four. All right, Sky. as always, let's kick off today with our sweet and sour segment. So what is your sweet and sour for the week? So this is a little bit of a story. I'll try and make it as quick as I can. So about, I would say like eight months ago, I lost my wallet, but could not find it anywhere. My wallet was gone. I like rang shopping centers I'd been to, called local police stations, nothing. So I've obviously canceled everything, ordered new cards anyway. So this week I got a phone call from a police station, like on the other side of Melbourne, the other side of where I live. And they have told me that my wallet has been handed in and they also mentioned that I should come and get it and collect my wallet and the cash at some point. So straight away, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. My wallet. And there's also cash in it, which I didn't even remember there being cash in my wallet when I lost it. Anyway, go to pick it up and guess how much money was in my wallet? Oh my gosh. How much? 60 cents. I got 60 cents bum, bum, back. Bum. Stop. We're, we're loaded. Let's go. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, so it's like a sweet because I got my wallet back and that was like, it's like a sentimental little purse that a friend got me overseas. But I was more excited about this cash that was potentially there that I'd forgotten about. And it was only 60 cents. Hilarious. <laughs> what was your sweet and sour for the week? Well, my sweet and sour, I'm going to stick with the trend of my sweet and sour being the same thing. So in the last week, we completed a national tour of Australia facilitating youth leadership conferences. My sweet is that the experience has been so phenomenal connecting with our youth in so many cities across the country and my sour is that it has ended. Um, But that's okay because we still get to connect here at the podcast and over Instagram. We love you all. And the tour has just looked amazing. I, yeah, I wish that I had been able to be in one of those rooms. I'm sure it was an unreal experience. Mm. All right. So Amanda, let's get stuck into today's topic. Today we are talking about feeding happiness and like, what does that even mean? It's kind of like when you're hungry, you need to eat. 
our happiness levels are kind of the same. If we don't actively think about ways to kind of boost our happiness, we can start to feel a little bit depleted, kind of like missing lunch. (laughs) So we know that through feeding our happiness, that kind of fuels our resilience. It can reduce our stress and it makes us experience a lot more presence in our life. And all those things sound pretty great, but I don't know about you, but like life feels so busy sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to just kind of remember to use these simple strategies for feeding into our happiness. So true. And I bet our listeners relate as well, because I know for me too, when life gets busy and when I'm feeling overwhelmed and overcommitted and trying to meet all the expectations around me, I so often push those actions of filling my bucket and feeding my happiness to the side. And then I find myself getting even more stressed and more anxious as a result of not having prioritized my emotional well-being along the way. Oh, absolutely. And like we can all relate to that in some way. Mm -hmm. And this is why we're chatting these simple strategies for feeding into our happiness, because we know that our emotional well-being is so important. It impacts our mental and our physical well-being as well. Like I remember having days at school when I would be asked to concentrate in class or to complete an assignment. And honestly, It was the last thing I felt like I could do when I was having maybe a rough day emotionally. And it's just so important for us to be aware of ourselves in that way. And I mean, I was always someone who was known as being that upbeat, happy-go-lucky person. And so I also found it really hard to ask for help because I felt like people didn't expect that from me. Like I was often the one that was lent on. It was really rare for me to lean on others. And so I felt like I had to kind of put on a bit of a front, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. that was taking away from my happiness even more and it was depleting me even more and I didn't have these kind of skills to use Mm -hmm. so that kind of makes sense (laughs) that was a bit of a rant I do apologize No, that totally makes sense. I really relate. And I feel like a lot of our listeners will be able to relate as well. And when we feel like we're moving away from that happiness meter, so to speak, we need to think about what it means to feed it. So let's dive in with the definition of feeding happiness. What does it actually mean? Sometimes I feel like society has an assumption that happiness is just a byproduct of being young. Like everyone expects that just because you're young you should be happy but there's this lack of understanding that when you're young you also have really big feelings the strategies for fueling and feeding our happiness aren't necessarily broken down or taught like this was something that was done only a little at school but it felt like more of a tick a box to me at the time and so many of these strategies are things that I've learned since school which is why we wanted to chat them out today so when we feel this way like our emotions aren't necessarily being acknowledged or like happiness is just something that's expected of us it can kind of lead to some resentment and misunderstanding between us and those around us and we know that that doesn't fuel good relationships Yeah, I I totally get that. And it shouldn't be something that we just talk about because we need to fill time. Like assessing what feeds into our happiness has to be a priority for our overall sense of well-being and connection. So 
Let's kind of like define feeding happiness as having the understanding and knowledge to implement strategies for increasing our daily fulfillment. And yes, I had that written down because I was not going to remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Love. I know I'm on the hunt for daily fulfillment. I know you are, Sky, and I'm sure our listeners are. So let's get into it. Yeah. And I, I think at the moment, it's really cool to kind of see that there's a whole bunch of research that's taking place. And that research is delving into soft skills and about emotional well-being um, so much. And there's like so much science now behind it. So it's not just like this stuff we can talk about for fun. Like it actually, like people have looked into this. There is like data and like all of that good stuff that tells us these things work. So soft skills, just in case you weren't sure, are like all those kind of things that you'd put down on a resume. So like good negotiating skills or excellent communicator or can work to a timeline. And I like to think about them as being the things that are the way we go about doing things rather than the things that we actually do. Does that kind of make sense? Mm, Totally. Yeah. So basically, Amanda, what we have done is we've taken a bunch of this research and we've kind of broken it down into four keys for feeding happiness. Yes, we are all about this emerging research and it aligns so much, Sky, with what you and I have always discussed around what are these strategies? How do we create daily fulfillment? So not only from our lives, but based on the research that's emerging, our four keys for feeding happiness are connection, purpose, gratitude, and mindfulness. Uh, I love, love, love these. And they're ones that I really do use and try to implement in my day to day. And what I love about them so much is that if we focus on even just one of these areas, then we are already on the way to feeding that happiness. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. You know, Sky, I feel though, before we go any further, it's also super important for us to acknowledge the distinction between feeding happiness and a little phrase that's been going around which is toxic positivity. Many of us may have heard of toxic positivity before and it's essentially a belief that regardless of how dire or challenging a situation is, you have to, you must remain positive. And it's Ugh. not oh, it's really not healthy and that is not what we're about. No, like it's just not real, is it? Like toxic positivity just isn't real. And we've all experienced a scenario where toxic positivity comes into play. Like, you know, when something like genuinely awful, like happens in your day or happens in your life and people around you are saying things like, just find the silver lining or look on the bright side. Or you know what? There's no time to be sad because everything happens for a reason. You've got to find the lesson in this. Mm. And like, Feeding our happiness is so different to this. It's so different to toxic positivity. Toxic positivity isn't supportive. It's not supportive of our emotional well-being because it's kind of like stuffing our feelings down, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of like being hungry, but then like pretending the hunger isn't there. Yeah. It's like it's okay to feel things. It's okay to not have to be positive all the time and having this like big range of emotions and responses is what makes us human and that that kind of stuff should be celebrated and supported by the people around us absolutely i guess the difference is in like feeding our happiness is that feeding our happiness is a sustainable approach to looking after our emotional well-being it's where we acknowledge all those emotions that we have but then we have these daily strategies for fulfillment for daily fulfillment 
fulfillment that we can use. And we know how to feed ourselves when we need to feel good. We can support ourselves through these strategies. Mm -hmm. And that is what we are all about. So once again, our four keys for feeding happiness are connection, purpose, gratitude and mindfulness. And boy, do they unlock fulfillment. Oh, I hate that so much. I see what you did there. Keys unlock like it works, but I'm just letting you know that I hated it. You're welcome. So let's go ahead and unlock our first happiness feed with the key of connection. Honestly, if these jokes keep coming, I'm actually going to stop recording this podcast. Okay. Okay. Let's move ahead. But I also can't make any promises. So connection is about creating meaningful connections with not only those around you, but also with yourself. Connection is kind of like the feeling of belonging. And it's funny, the experience of belonging is actually one of the most innate human needs. And yet so often we prioritize fitting in above belonging. Mm. I know for me, Sky, there have been times in life where I have hidden parts of myself or changed my behaviours or changed my presentation of my beliefs just to be like and therefore liked by the people around me. Mm. Um, It reminds me of a time when I was in year 12 and some of my friends at that time would socially smoke. And I really had no interest in smoking, but I was so scared of being rejected or left out that at times I went along with it. I remember standing there one day surrounded by my friends smoking and wondering how on earth I could turn it down and still be accepted. Mm. So that was an example of me changing and presenting myself differently just to fit in so I could fit in. I'm sure many of our listeners have had similar experiences where they've gone along with something or changed their approach or hidden their opinion just to be like those around them. And this is our definition of fitting in. Now, in little moments, it can be okay and it's super agreeable, but the challenge is that the more we change who we are, the more we move away from the truth of who we are to fit in, the less we experience that feeling of belonging because we're not showing up as our true selves. Mm. And that's what we're really searching for in our connections. In those moments when we're fitting in, that feeling of belonging not only reduces with those around us, but the more we move away from the truth of who we are, the less we feel like we belong within ourselves. And this is getting pretty deep, but it's it truly contributes to feeling disconnected and makes it feel challenging to feel those happy or fulfilled emotions. So the key of connection is about building meaningful and true connections with our ourselves and those around us, which means being authentically who we are when we're in environments that feel safe to do so. Build those connections and hello, a good old happiness feed. Oh, I love it. And like you said, like it's not something that's always easy, but once you kind of work that out and you work out that true connection and you are just being yourself and who you are, like life just gets 
it just feels better, doesn't it? It feels lighter. It feels like you can just be honest and go about your day to day. And like, really, that's what it's all about. Like that is like happiness meter to the max. I love it. Absolutely. And it's kind of like a muscle. So the more we do it, the stronger it gets and the easier it gets. Now, we might have some people in our world that don't necessarily accept us for who we truly are. So I feel like in those situations, it might be time to maybe take stock of those individuals. And if they're not accepting the truth of who we are, if if they're wanting us to change so that we do fit in, maybe it's time to look in different places because people that have our back, people that support us for who we truly are, they're the ones to build these connections with. Yeah, I love it. And, And you know what? Like who you are as a person, like you get to decide that, like you know yourself like better than anyone, right? So mm-hmm. I think that that's just what's so cool about this. And and when you when you actually meet people that get you for just like you, it's it's the best thing ever. And I would rather have like one of those kind of authentic connections in my life than have a hundred where I don't feel like I can be myself, you know? Mm. All right. So purpose is up next. And I feel like it's really important to just preface this. And just to say, like, we're not talking here about your like grand big life purpose, that whole thing. And that's like a whole other topic and something we can go into at a later date. Um, and you know what, Amanda, my little take on that is that that is something that we just continually work on throughout our lives anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so purpose for the purpose of feeding happiness can look like finding those little meaningful actions each day. And like, they don't need to be big things. It could just be like setting a few goals at the start of your day and working towards them. Like today, I want to make sure that I drink a liter of water because usually I don't do that. And like just ticking off those little kind of goals and it could just feel good. It gives you that little boost of dopamine. And that really gives you that hit of happiness when you need it throughout your day. I think one of my favorite um, ways to add purpose to my day is finding ways to help others because when we're focusing on helping other people, it really does give you a sense of purpose. I was, so I was walking pickles the other morning um, to like my local park doing our normal route and I noticed that there'd been like obviously a bit of a party crew the night before and there was a bunch of rubbish that had been left around in the park um, where we normally work. There was like smashed glass and stuff, like it wasn't great. And so I tied pickles up and I decided to pick up the rubbish because I was like, well, someone's going to walk on it or someone might hurt themselves. And honestly, within a few minutes, there were like three or four other people. They also stopped to help. And it was, it was just so wholesome. And I walked away from that experience and I'm so sure that the other people that stopped as well. And I felt like I'd done something really purposeful with my day. I was like, yes. And I, you know, it's not that you do it for recognition or anything like that. You just help others and the world around you and your community just to give you that kind of driving sense of purpose. And these don't have to be like big things. Like, Mm. yes, you could do a rubbish cleanup or something if you are so inclined, but it's like little moments, right? It could be a moment to just say thank you to someone for being a great friend, or it could be a moment to, I don't know, help your mum cut veggies for dinner or to help your little brother or sister out with their homework. Like, I feel like there are just so many ways to do this. I love this. It's finding meaning out of the little moments. And, you know, sometimes I feel like we go about life and we look for others to make meaning for us. And really Mm. it sits with us, like us creating that meaning, finding that purpose in our lives. Nothing feeds and fuels our happiness like when we do it for us. Totally. And you get to choose, right? You get to choose what that purpose is. And if your Mm. purpose that day is to just be like, you know what? I just want to make sure that I don't like scroll on TikTok until I fall asleep tonight. I'm going to like 
like purposely set myself up to get eight hours of sleep, like even just simple little goals and things like that. And when we actually achieve them and do them, it just absolutely gives us that boost. Love. Ah, gratitude. Hey, Sky. Hey, Amanda. How much does gratitude cost? I feel like this is a trick question. Um, gratitude costs nothing. Exactly. It's completely free. <laughs> oh, it wasn't even. It I was like waiting joke. for like the punchline. No, it's no joke. It's just the realization <laughs> that it doesn't cost us anything. It is completely free. We have complete free will to practice gratitude at any time. It doesn't mm. take away anything from us. In fact, it adds. It adds so much. And the it. better the benefits of developing a gratitude practice are so fulfilling. And I, you know what? I love a good gratitude practice. Mine is at the moment, um, my go-to is on, at the end of my day, right before I fall asleep, I like to think of like three things that I'm grateful for. Oh, I love that one. And sometimes like that can feel really challenging. Like if I've had a stressful day, but I always just bring it back to the basics. These don't need to be like big things. It could just be like, I have a roof over my head. I have the best fur child on the universe. Um, I have the opportunity <laughs> of another day tomorrow. Like just like really simple things. And do you know what? If you're ever short something and you're looking for one more thing to be grateful for, for it can always be my singing (laughs) do you remember do you remember that time and I'm sorry I'm gonna go off track here for just a second but do you remember that time that we went into office works and you were singing at the top of your lungs and the girl working there asked if you were auditioning for the voice (laughs) oh my gosh that was actually the highlight of my singing career thanks for reminding me you are selling yourself short I mean don't do that don't sell yourself short I feel like the best is yet to come I'm feeling it's giving office works Christmas party performer <laughs> it's giving confidence I'm, I'm owning it <laughs> but seriously there is so much science emerging that practicing gratitude is so nourishing it's so regulating for our bodies it calms our nervous system it reduces our stress and it even increases our capacity for feeling and holding big positive emotions like joy and peace so yeah. wholesome I'm grateful for you Oh, I'm grateful for you too. And I'm so grateful for our listeners. I wonder what our listeners might be grateful for today. Maybe they could trial finding three moments from their day as they fall asleep tonight to be grateful for. Yeah, that's a great idea. So our last key for feeding happiness is mindfulness. And mindfulness is actually something I've got super into this year. I feel like up until now, I've just kind of seen about it, read about it, heard about it. I'm like mindfulness, it seems like a bit of a buzzword. Um, And so this year I was like, you know what? I'm actually going to give it a go. I know. Wow, science. (laughs) But it actually works. And I'm just loving being able to be mindful of my thoughts and my body and my breath and my presence and just like being present in the world. You know how like sometimes you're having a conversation with someone and you just completely zone out like zap. Your brain is literally rewatching Rihanna's performance at the Super Bowl. And meanwhile, your best mate is telling you about their most recent breakup. <laughs> like I feel like we've all been there. And mm. I love that mindfulness and practicing mindfulness just helps us to focus our minds. It brings us back to the present moment and it feeds happiness because it can prevent us from, you know, like catastrophizing things in our heads or being five steps ahead of ourselves um, instead of just being present and taking it moment by moment. 
And there are a few ways that we can do this. So even just things like pausing in your day and focusing on just taking three deep mindful breaths that connect us back to our body. Like I like to practice um, mindfulness when I'm doing everyday things. So it doesn't have to be like breaths or meditation. Like I practice mindfulness when I'm washing the dishes or brushing my teeth or hanging out the washing. You know, those little things where you would normally just let your mind kind of drift off. But rather what I've been doing lately is focusing on the task itself. I mean, when was the last time you actually thought about the plate that you were holding in your hands and washing in the sink or like the actual movement of your toothbrush, like up and down your teeth? It really just these little things and focusing on these things really just help you bring bring you back to the present. And without even realizing it, like that is a mindfulness practice. Totally. And I feel like being in the present moment is one of the absolute best strategies for feeding happiness because when we're in the present moment, there's a lot less stress. I feel like so often stress comes from worrying about something in the past or worrying about how something might unfold in the future or worrying about an interaction with another person or something that's gone down. Mm. And when we bring ourselves to this exact moment, that worry, that stress, is so much more reduced and that is exactly why it's so beautiful and nurturing for feeding our happiness um but do you know what noticing the plate in my hand while I wash it is something I have not done but I'm definitely going to try it there's <laughs> definitely some dishes in the sink so tonight is the night <laughs> Honestly, it does give a whole new meaning to washing the dishes. Let Amazing. me tell you. <laughs> so our four keys that unlock the door to our happiness feed <laughs> are connection, mm-hmm. purpose, mindfulness, and gratitude. And I mean, you can take one, you can take all. Either way, your baseline levels of happiness are going to thank you for it. Absolutely. I feel like give them all a go on different days. I know for both of us, we don't necessarily stand in all four of these practices every day, but it's a great reminder that they're there for us and they're super simple. Thank you all for tuning in this week. We're going to to be taking a two-week break for school holidays and we will be back in your ears ready for term two. So hopefully you've taken something away from this week. Trial it over the next few weeks. We can't wait to hear about it and we will see you real soon. Bye.